friends in person live crazy in person edition first time in five months first time in five months is that that's like it's almost like six months low-key and that's like half as long as we've been doing the podcast the pod whoa if you think about it like that that's crazy we started oh my god it's almost a year ago too yeah, well, not yet. We're getting there, though. We're but, getting there. Right, because we started the pod last November. Yeah, after fall break. So we did it together. Like, Wait, this is weird. I'm talking to you. Yeah, like, I know. It's, it's, just, it's weird that we're, like, in the same room. <laughs> Having object permanence issues with your voice and your face. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so November, December, January, February, March, April. Six months. Uh, we did in person, basically. And then May, June, July, August, September. Now it's fifth month. Well, oh, my God. It's the last day of September. Anyway. Anyways, not freaking out. No, it's definitely <sighs> weird. We're totally chill. It's it's much better though. Like, eh. yeah, it's better. Yeah. It's better. It's better. <laughs> like, <laughs> eh, go back <laughs> into the computer. <laughs> no, I feel much more like this is how we imagined the pod. Like this oh, is well, a yeah, conception. I would hope. No, but now <laughs> I'm like it's it is better, but it's weird. Like right now. No, it's definitely because I'm not like used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm going to start a new uh, podcast called Just Tech, and it's going to be a AI model trained on everything about you, and I'm just going to do I'm gonna it virtually. I'm going to sue you. I'm literally going to sue you for everything you're worth. If you start a fucking podcast <laughs> called Just Tech. And it's just like, it's literally. You use the same theme song, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Drake singing it, like AI Drake. AI Drake singing it. Oh, my uh, God. Okay, let's, anyway. Jump in. Okay. What are we doing? High-low buffalo? Yeah. Wait, right. so how does this work? You're, so, Jude's sharing his buffalo today. I'm sharing my buffalo, yeah. Today's a Jude episode. So we're going to do high-low, high-low. So I do every, high first. Every episode's a Jude episode in just tech. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. you got to cut this one short. All right. <laughs> my high. Let me think about it. My high is being here with you. Oh, so original. <laughs> it is. My high is really being in Copenhagen. Yay. This is the first time I've traveled for like a alone weekend trip since studying abroad. And obviously I'm not alone because I am with you. But I mean like traveling either with people that are not like from my program in some capacity or like traveling to see family. So I had the wedding earlier in September. So this is very like, I feel, I'm just, I don't know. This goes into my low end buffalo probably. But I'm feeling very like settled in the fact that I'm like home base is Amsterdam. And I'm like traveling to different places yeah, and okay. returning there. You know? Are you excited to go back? Yeah. I think it's mixed. <laughs> I'm excited to go back. It's also no, this goes into my low actually. Okay. So I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your high? Um, my high is that so the first time that like I reconnected with you, I already told this to you, but I'll share it with the audience. I like had to meditate for a little bit right before because <laughs> yeah. I was just like yeah. anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, because we haven't been in person. Not only have we not just done the, done the podcast, we just haven't been in person for five months. It's our um, longest since knowing, knowing each other. other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, I was anxious. I'm like, it's just like having such an important relationship be extremely virtual and like it just giving COVID, you know? And so like being with you again, it was just, ah, like, are we going to be able to interact? Like, like there's a whole other just like element of being in person with a human being. Yeah. And at first I was super anxious about it. 
and we talked about my anxiety about it and mm-hmm. i think you were a little anxious about it too yeah maybe la- i don't know you didn't have to meditate but i mean you snuck up on me i did snuck, so i was like you. i was prepared i was in the zone i, I threw was- my sweatshirt at her to be honest <laughs> like literally being like harassed by a stranger <laughs> i was like oh it's jude <laughs> um but i don't know i'm really happy that it was just like easy yeah. i just snapped if you can hear it but it was just like very it's just effortless with yeah. you yeah yeah. And um, we've had a lot of fun this weekend. I really enjoyed it. How original. How original. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I second that. Like the transition from like we were both like there's going to be a significant like disconnect for a sec. Yeah. Upon like seeing each other. But I think the high is that like how quickly that dissolved. Dissipated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like first like the first like 10 minutes was weird, I think. Not weird, but just different. And then it was like, yeah. oh, wait, now I'm back at like on cross campus with Lula mm-hmm. sitting in the sun and like yeah. vibing. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Great. Okay. Now lows. Okay. So this is my low. This is why I'm saying this was going to go into my low because I am excited to go back to Amsterdam. The low part of it is that I'm feeling very like, I wish I wasn't so aware of like how time is moving. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Like, I feel like the first month or like September overall, well, not even. It's not just September because he moved like August 20th. That's when I got here. So, August 20th to September 20th. That's really, I think, how it like how it worked out was very like every single day was experimental. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now we're recording on September 30th. It's about to be October tomorrow. Yep. That's fucking crazy. Wild. And I always think about time in that way. Like, I'm always like, it's the end of the month. Let me, like, set intentions for next month. You know what I mean? Like, I think very, what I, I don't even know how to word it. But, like, I'm, I'm always you aware. You compartmentalize of, your life into months. I mean, life is compartmentalized into months. Yeah, but you're, like, saying that you, like, actively, like, follow that structure and, like, I, like, yes, I think we all do that. But, like, yeah. you're, like, oh, like, I'm going to set intentions for next month. Yes. I think about it in terms of, like, let's reflect on this month, next month, new beginning sort of thing. Yeah, okay. And I think that usually I really enjoy that. And here it's making me, like, very aware of, like, how long I've been here how short I have until it's halfway over. Yeah. And then that just makes me kind of spiral into like a, then it's going to be over (laughs) in like twice this amount of time, blah, 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 blah. And I just am trying to be more present. That's what I will say. That's this, that's what I'm going to try to flip my low around because I really, I don't know. I think part of it is that like, committing to traveling on the weekends is really enjoyable and like planning ahead is kind of necessary because I don't know everyone's like inter-European travel is so cheap and it's like it's so cheap if you plan ahead if you do it weekend up it's like $500 yes and so it's good to be planning ahead on the like other side of that it's also like in my head now I'm like I have the next four weeks figured out which is just kind of like takes me out of the present I don't know. Can I, like, add to that? Yeah. I think that, like, for most of my time here so far, I've been really excited by my understanding of time, where it's, like, usually I feel like in my life I'm either wanting to speed things up to get over this time period, or, like, why is time moving so fast? Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, I'm stressed. Like, and this is, like, the first time in my kind of life that I remember where I'm not thinking, it doesn't feel too fast or too slow. 
it feels kind of just right. And it's because I think I have been living in the present. That's good. But in recent, in the last week, I think, honestly, mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to a lot of things that are happening. Same. Because of the planning. Because And it's just like, oh, like, yeah, like, I'm super excited to see, like, my mom when she comes and visits and, like, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking forward, even though that can be, like, a very instrumental key for, like, I don't know, like, getting through the months and, like, also just reaping the most benefits for things that you plan. Yeah. yeah. It also does take you out of the moment. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't really even recognize that you were coming and visiting until, like, you came and visited, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't really, I was, like, knew that I was looking forward to visiting you, and then it was, like, checking for your flight to Copenhagen, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. It just, like, snuck up on you. Yeah. And, like, honestly, that's kind of the best way, in my opinion. I agree. I think, yeah, I think that's so accurate. I think seconding the point of like it really flipped in the last week where I felt like not super present fully and I think it's also because like this past week has was my planning week for like low-key the rest of the (laughs) experience yep yep like I've just planned like three trips in the last like week literally which is really amazing and I'm so looking forward to them etc etc it's also a little jarring but now you're thinking in the future to be like oh my god i already know what's happening in mid-november yep. like the fuck takes a lot of the spontaneity out <laughs> yeah yeah anyway that's my that's low, low i guess that's yeah um my low is that the weather is turning a little bit more fallish and like a little bit more gray and a little bit more rain and i'm feeling a little bit more settled in in Copenhagen and all of that makes me want to have a few days where I'm just like in my house like at home yeah you know and like kind of snuggled up and there's a word in uh Danish called hugle which is like homey vibes kind of and I wish that I was more set up for hugle I do not mm. feel like my living space is hugle <laughs> like th- th- it's like yeah. partly because it's a modern building partly because i live with a lot of other kind of strangers and we like all share spaces and i don't even have like i'm like literally sharing a bedroom too so i don't even really have my own bedroom there's just a lot of things that make it really difficult to like cuddle up and like just like be in home be homey um but i think that's like one of my favorite feelings is like in the fall the rain's pattering on the roof and you're just like snuggled up and safe at home and I am longing for that. Um, and so I can try and come up with a little bit of creative ways to do that. Um, but yeah. I also got a ticket, which I don't want to talk about. <laughs> but that was actually the low. But I don't want to talk about it. You got a biking traffic ticket. <laughs> it's not funny. Um, it's not funny because it was so expensive. <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay. Moving on. Back to the hoogle. Yeah, hoogle. Let's go back I, to the please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick. I... <laughs> Um, I mean, you and I have talked about this the past couple of days, but like just the difference in our living setups. Yeah. Um, that's not even really something you and I chose. It was just like our program options. Um, I think there's such obvious pros and cons that each of us have comparing our two setups. And I think like it's really weird because I'm also like as much as I'm like, I feel adjusted and like homey in Amsterdam at this point. I'm also like it's there's like an inability for it to be homey. Yeah. 
like I'm I think I mean part of it is like the actual setup like I can't cook anything without seeing strangers that's not the end of the world it's definitely also not something I'm used to and something that's kind of strange like I can't really go into the kitchen and like I just woke up this second like I'm like let me at least wash my face or something you know what I mean like there's always a little like <sighs> being perceived at this second I can't relate to that one but I respect yeah. it I get it well your kitchen is here's the difference your kitchen's in your like apartment yeah yeah right then on the other hand I have my like my actual bed and like my room is very homey because it's I don't share it with anyone. Yeah, got you. Yeah. So you're like living like your living space is not that homey because you have to li- share it with so many other randos. Mm-hmm. But your like sleeping space. Yeah. Is homey. My actual like bedroom and like desk in my room and stuff like that all feels very like ha. Ah. But you're, you yeah. also did like a good job making it homey at college when you had like when mm. you were sharing a room. Mm-hmm. But like I also knew my rooms. roommate. Yeah, that's true. Like, she and I are, like, we're besties going besties. into it. Yeah. Shout out, Nock. Shout out, Nock. It's difficult. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a conclusion on this. But, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about that it's a lot. Low. It's just a low. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not the end of the world low. Yeah. But it's a low. Okay. Buffalo okay. Lula. We did screw up the order. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, no we didn't. No, no, we didn't. no, 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 we didn't. no. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't really know what my buffalo is. I think it's two things that have to go that are whatever intertwined. One of them is that like I love traveling so much and I also I'm like every time I see a new place I'm like fuck there's so much else to see in the world and Uh. I'm like never gonna be able to see all of it and that's just something I've been like that's been on my mind. I don't know. Another thing that's been on my mind that I feel like is related that you and I were talking about yesterday is like the need to be capturing things with like Mm -hmm. photo or video or like journaling about it or whatever it is. Having a very like, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't, haven't really felt this since like freshman year of college, like early freshman year when I was like, I need to write down like what I'm doing every day or I'm going to forget it. And I've just been thinking about that a lot because I'm like, why? Because I would never look back on that. Like I've journaled for like six years and I've never looked back at it unless I'm having like a crazy episode. And (laughs) the same with like taking pictures and stuff. Like I think I can look back at those more and be like, oh, that was so fun. But I'm also like, it's not gonna, like I'm never gonna be able to capture everything I've done in a day or like actually go back there like emotionally. I don't know. Yeah, you are in your capturing era, though. Mm -hmm. Like, we were talking about that earlier. I don't know, because I also don't know if you would want to capture everything you do in a day. Definitely not. I can't do it. We got to jump into my buffalo. Okay. (laughs) Okay, no, so let's explain it, because he just (laughs) debated this. Here's the thing. The debate was, like, our new season two structure is kind of confusing in the way that we're, like, alternating week by week like one of our buffaloes gets the deep dive for like the whole the majority of the episode but then we also got into a rant of like well the idea of what a buffalo is is confusing true right we don't understand what it is you guys probably don't understand what it is but we also at the same time we all know, know what it, too, it is you know <laughs> so all to say i'm not going to explain it <laughs> other than stating <laughs> this episode <laughs> this week Jude's Buffalo is the deep dive, right? Yeah, we're going to delve deep into it. Okay, 
And it's so going to relate to your buffalo, actually. There we go. Perfect. Okay. okay. So today we're going to be talking about the healthiest emotion out there. Do you know what that is? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. Okay, healthiest emotion out there. Let me not get sociology on us. I was going to be like, define healthy. Okay. And then if you don't, I'm going to give you a quote. Okay. Healthiest emotion out there. I'm going to say, um, content. No. Okay, go. All right. I'm going to now give a quote. Those who contemplate the beauty of the earth find reserves of strength that will endure as long as life lasts. Rachel Carson. Today we're going to be talking about awe, Lula. Oh my God, this is so Angela Bookdoll episode. Such an Angela Bookdoll episode. Shout out. Yeah, so we, I think we like kind of scratched the surface talking about sunsets and like the feeling of awe and like the spiritual feeling. And I don't know, I was like, on a run and I saw all of these birds kind of flying together like in this like really beautiful pattern and I just like stopped and I was just like whoa and then I kept running and that was it mm -hmm. and it was just like a moment and it was like whoa and say, like honestly yesterday we were walking as well like and the moon the moon has just been insane in Copenhagen yeah. mm -hmm. and I just like the, the the feeling of awe is one of the most magical and like confusing feelings like why we even feel it and I'll, we can delve deep into that too okay um but before we like jump into like the science of it and also questions that i have for you about it and thoughts that i have i just want to tie this back to like the photography thing and the thing that i was struggling i think that in some ways for moments of little moments of awe at least for myself i feel compelled to like capture and that's where I usually pull out my phone and want to capture it. But the irony is I don't think you can capture awe on a camera. Right, because you're – I mean, that's like no one can get a good picture of the moon or like yeah. the sunset or whatever. Well, yeah. Or like as you, you can get a good photo, but it doesn't – it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't the capture feeling. it. But also, sorry, beyond conveying the feeling, it also just like doesn't look as impressive mm. as in person. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So – I, let me let's define off first. Yeah, there we go. Do you have do you want to go for you want to try and define it or you want me to give you my, this is not like a real definition. This is just like how I came to like define it after. No, I want it. I want you to give yours and okay. then I'll challenge it. Okay. <laughs> I've come to like feel like it's the feeling of like vast mystery when you encounter something that's like either unexplainable or like vast or transcendent. And one of my um, one of the good great researchers of awe in this field has a really good like kind of uh, like quote for it, which is like it's basically you seeing the greater system you're a part of, and locating your own identity within the system. And so, like, I think this usually happens when you are looking at some vat, like a massive canyon, right, or like the moon, or like like these massive ideas that don't really make that much sense. And, like, the thing that I'm really, like, confused by awe with is, like, humans just need closure. Like, we need to figure, we need answers. We're obsessed with that. Like, if you think about, like, we just are always needing to, like, or analyzing. Us analyzing. That's, yeah. like, the definition of us trying to, like, come up with an answer and, like, put it all in a nice little bow and, like, explain it all. And for some reason with awe, we don't need to do that. With awe, we can just be, like, whoa. And it's, like, the one thing in my life where, like, I'm not trying to, like, do anything with it. I just get to experience it and be present with it. And the thing that I think really resonate or, like, 
came up when you were talking about the photo is I think taking a photo is one of those ways where we try and feel like we need to do something with the awe. We need to capture the awe. We need to, but I'm trying to be like, no, like we, like that's just the one thing we just like, oh, whoa. I'm ready. I've got my, I'm going to problematize. Okay. So I I really like your definition. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. So, Okay, I'm going to make a big connection. Okay, okay hit me up. <laughs> so, in the Angela Bookdoll episode, yep, where we were talking about awe, um, she also said that it's like obviously found in nature, also that it's really really commonly found in like music and art. Yep. Mhm. Okay. We were talking about music and art last night in a broader conversation of that whenever like an artist put something into the world, this is someone's theory, not something I agree with, they are expecting it and even wanting it to be critiqued. Mm-hmm. Right? And you and I were debating, like, no, I think an artist can put something into the world like because they're doing their own internal work, right? Or, like, they want to release it because they feel like they can't create something else if they haven't, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's really interesting, thinking about, like, awe, and the way we experience all with art and music and that it's also like can you ever engage with art or like experiencing it without like not necessarily critiquing it like even if that's not a conscious thing but without trying to make sense of it like without trying to like put it in a tidy little bow like you said because in my head I want to be like I can go to like an orchestra, whatever, not understand what anyone's playing, but be like, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. Everyone here is crying and like, what? Huh? And I'm also like, (laughs) this is getting too meta, but I'm also like, can I even be thinking about that without trying to make sense of it? Like, I'm like, yeah, I think you can be noting that, but I also think that's all right there. Like, I think when you go to an orchestra and like you, like, so they did this really cool study where they had all of these like subjects like listen to music together and their heartbeat and their mm-hmm. breath mm-hmm. and their nervous system all synced with each other. Also when you sing together. When you sing together. Yeah, your like, heartbeats sync. That's beautiful. That's and insane. that is the part of you being in a system mm-hmm. that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. That's you. Be, even if you don't, rec- like, even though you might not cognizantly be like, oh, well, Lula and I are singing, like, singing together. And, well, I don't, you would never sing with me. But, <laughs> but, like, if we were, right? Like, it's yeah. not me noticing, oh, well, heartbeats are the same, but it's the feeling. It's the energy yes. that Angela yes. Bookstar was talking about. I so agree. And, like, that is awe. And I, I think you can note it. And I don't think you need, I don't think noting it is you analyzing why or how or, oh, my God, like, I need to take a photo or anything. It's just like, whoa. I so agree. I so agree that the awe is always there. I think what I'm thinking about, which it sounds like you're also grappling with, is like why. It's not even a why. I'm just thinking about the capturing it, I guess. I that have you some, went back to with the photo thing. Okay. I, have, I, have some, I have some hypotheses. Okay. But they're all, they're all, like, they're all very much like guesses. Okay. I think it's related to the way that our civilization and society is relating to awe today. Um, like I don't think 
I think that it's really uncomfortable to feel awe, especially as 20-year-olds in the 21st century. So, like, there's a lot of discussion about how, like, education itself is changing. And there's a lot less focus on humanities, a lot more focus on STEM and answers, Mm -hmm. right? And also, when you have a computer and you have a phone that you can look up whatever, the feeling of questions that are unanswerable and the the wonder, it's not, it's actually not a feeling that we're used to sticking and feeling with. Like, the feeling of, oh, who's that celebrity? Who's that celebrity? No, you just look it up on Google. I was just going to say, like, when my parents can't think of a word, they refuse to look it up. Yeah, because we aren't supposed yeah. to. Like, we're mm-hmm. supposed to f- sit with that discomfort. And there is discomfort with awe. As beautiful and crazy as it is, when you look at the moon, you're like, what the hell? Like, how? I'm so small. I'm so, that's, that's uncomfortable. And, and it's easier to just whip out your phone and take a photo because it's pretty. Okay, I have another thing to say really quickly. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to the whole, not thinking back because you said it one fucking second ago. I'm looping together the like whipping the phone out to look up the answer and the like, oh my God, what's going on with the moon? How does it look like that or whatever it is? I think there's also when we're talking about like what are society is i actually think this is beyond the 21st century thing though i think this might be a human thing um that's like just the need to like answer everything as a way of being like proving intelligence Hmm. i'm like someone has created an answer for this some if i look this up if i look up what's going on right now what's the moon in copenhagen I can understand why it looks how it does, where it is in the sky. I can understand, like, how I'm supposed to feel from, like, an astrology point of view. I can find someone being like, here's how you set intentions under the full supermoon. But I think it's really confusing beyond the, like, beauty versus awe question. How to be, like, I think there's a lot of awe that's related to, like, ignorance is bliss. I don't agree, I don't think. Okay. I think that if you have all that information. Yep. And you still go and look at the moon, you're still going to feel awe. I don't yeah. think that ignorance l- gets rid of awe. So no. I, yeah. No, wait, no. I don't think ignorance leads to awe. Like, yeah. even sometimes knowing how a magic trick is done, or when I do get fooled, like, I feel so much awe. Even mm-hmm. when I'm doing the magic trick and I know how it's done, when it works sometimes, there's the, my favorite magic tricks are the ones that are like still like I do it and I'm like, <laughs> what? Right. Like, you're like, oh my the God. The fact that this all works. Um, so I don't know. I think that like that's that I think that is the beauty of awe is that I don't think and like we can talk about like some of the benefits you get from awe, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of the benefits you get is about the like answering or the cohesion or the like completion or like, uh, not co- co- completion, but like the like the closure that you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. don't think that's what the awe is about. I think the awe is about like a moment where you're like, whoa, and you everything's st- like when the moon. I like I keep coming back to the moon because I everything stopped. Everything around me stopped, and I was just looking at the moon, and just like it was me and the moon, and no questions, no existential dread, just a moment of like, whoa, the world's big. In your, like, original definition, 
I think you had like used the word like transcend or something. Yeah, transcendent. I think I experience that with nature more than anything else that I experience awe from. And I think there's a reason that you and I keep going back to the moon example. And I think there's a reason that your first thing was like the birds flying over you. Mm -hmm. Like I think when I experience awe for like a songwriter or something, just to compare it to you experiencing it for magic, I can still be in like disbelief or be like, oh my God, like that's insane. I think back to the nature thing though. That's where I experience the most sort of like what fits your definition of like, I feel like something, whatever I'm looking at right now is transcending everything else that I've been feeling that whole day or that whole week or whatever. And also the most like I'm part of a bigger system. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's really interesting about nature, nature's from the research that's happened, it actually isn't the number one leading cause to awe. Mm. Um, they like did this like huge meta-analysis and like studied it across like 26 different countries. And like they, they turns out the number one is actually moral character and moral beauty. So like when someone goes out of their way, for no reason to do something really kind and thoughtful for others. And like that creates a lot of awe in ours. Mm. I get, I definitely think I see that. I think it's unfortunate because it's harder to see than nature. Like nature, you, which is insane. Um, but for the nature piece, which I think is the number two leading cause, um, what I'm really interested about in nature is that they've done a lot of research and there's an argument that the physiological reaction to awe may come first so like what happens in nature is we have all of these chemicals that actually light up the same parts of our brain that awe does does that make sense yep and i can get into that because i'm excited to nerd out about the neuroscience but also they have like the vagus nerve and just being in nature kind of connects the vagus nerve is connected to the parasympathetic nervous system which is like Mm -hmm. the rest and digest system yeah and like when you're the sound of water calms the vagus nerve and so it allows it may so the question i think is does nature cause awe or does it aid us in being more like susceptible to receiving awe right so there's like a physiological response before the psychological yes one well that's the question that's a question. Yeah, that's like it's their hypothesis, okay, and no okay. one said like no one's been able to be like this is exactly what's happening. Right. But like it does kind of resonate with me. It's like yeah, like even like when you're looking at like a clear sky on stars and you feel the goosebumps on your like right mm-hmm. like do the goosebumps come first before you're like ah <sighs> oh my god oh right 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 that's interesting so. Yeah, I don't know. I just think because nature is such a unique thing where like you go in anywhere in nature and you can really find awe. Like you really can. If you like are looking for it, like there's this idea of going on awe walks, which is just you go on a walk with intent of just being impressed. And you go on walks and you find it. It's not that hard. It's not hidden. Even last night when we were sitting by that like water it wasn't a canal, but there was like that water, yeah, but, yeah. like within the housing, yeah, it was units like, it's or like something. A sub-canal kind of, it was yeah. Like, yeah, 
whatever that thing was uh-huh. i was like it's crazy how just like seeing the moonlight reflecting on water is immediately calming yeah like we're in cities we're both in cities with such huge canal systems and everyone just seems so much fucking calmer all the time and they would argue that maybe it's the sound of the water that's, well, that's calming I, the vagus yeah, nerve i think that's why i brought right? that up because to me like reflecting on my experiences with like if i even like see some like pretty hill i'm like experience the awe thing much more immediately than i would with like a pretty song mhm and so i feel like what i'm explaining supports their whole thing about the physiological yeah, like the physiological response, response. Mm-hmm. yeah well, okay, like another, this is like the probably the craziest piece of research that I like found was like the, the role of goosebumps in awe. Mm. And basically what goosebumps are, are these flashes of bodily movements that go up into your scalp, right? Where there are little muscles that contract around your hair follicles. And the hypothesis is that when we war ma- like mammals fluff up and they get close to each other when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it like keeps everyone warm. And the idea is that goosebumps were supposed to help put our fur up or hair up and make it erect and then get close to each other and warm up. And so they made that connection that basically what the goosebumps are actually doing is connecting us there. It's the same. We get the same mm. reaction to when we need to be close in social cohesion that we do when we're looking at a moon alone. So, like, I guess that was poor. I did not say that eloquently. No, that but makes I can, sense, though. Right? So, like, because, like, even when you're looking at a moon alone, you feel weirdly connected to the world, to others, to everything. And I think that's the part of the, like, feeling like you're part of the system. And that's the, it's the same thing. Like, the but the physiological actual, like, reaction is goosebumps. Not, oh, I feel social connected. Or I feel connected socially. I mean, that makes sense that I'm like, I've been to a concert and everyone, like a singer hits like one note and everyone's like, oh my God, I have goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, then it's like, I have chills, whatever. Hmm. I don't even know what to say to that. It makes sense to me. Like that theory makes sense of like, I don't know. It's also very historical. Like that's just weird thinking about. Sorry. I'm also like just thinking back now to what you said at the number one like cause of awe is like moral how did you word it moral beauty yeah i'm like you're saying that we find like the most transcendence in another human's actions yeah well like collective effervescence you know that like it's like when everyone's like moving the way they're supposed to be moving kind of like, you know, the, you know, the, you know, like that crosswalk in Japan, that's like the busiest crosswalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that creates awe to me. Like I look at it and I'm like, whoa, like the system is just mad. Like that's a, like humans have just created a system and it's just like all these little bodies just like going about their days and just walking. Like that's crazy. That's not more beauty, but it's like, there is like beauty in like, just like human beings being human beings. I agree with that. And I also think it's so funny because I'm like. I don't know. I feel like going back to the initial thing you asked about, like, what's the healthiest emotion? Like, I feel like awe is, like, very humbling. And I think, like, humans need more of that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, when I see those videos of, like, the busiest crosswalk or whatever, I'm like, oh, my God, we're all so insignificant. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I I think that is where my, like, I understand that. And I think that's why I was saying that, like, I think awe naturally does create a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a bad discomfort, but it's like, a, ooh, you it's know, like, that's why weird. am I feeling yeah. like this? Well, then that's and, back to the whole. And then you again. pull out a phone and you take a photo of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's my hypothesis. Like, at least that's why I think I do it. And I'm, like, really trying not to. Like, hmm. I'm really making an effort to just, like, embrace this moment. Well, I don't feel, I'll say personally, I don't feel like when I'm experiencing, like, awe about something and I try and take a photo of it that I'm trying to, like, explain the why of it. Like, I think trying to capture it and remember it is different from... But I, I, I don't think it's explaining, but I think it's taking you out of the moment. There's no doubt that when you take yeah. a phone out and take a photo, no matter what, you're taking yourself out of the moment. Yeah. So I just think you just kind of, like, stay away from... Like, I'm, I'm getting away... Like, even it's subconscious, but I'm getting away from the discomfort, and I'm going to take a photo because it's really pretty, and I want to remember it. I disagree with that. Okay. I think I disagree because I think that, like awe is like one of the most comforting things I experience yeah okay do not agree that it creates discomfort no I think it definitely can like I can definitely be like why am I feeling like this or something but I think that like when I experience awe my like the huge majority of the time my reaction is to like stop what I'm doing and like breathe and be like this is so nice like, I don't think I've ever really... You know, like, last thing we were looking at the movie was, like, stopped walking? Yeah. Like, to me, that's not discomfort. To me, that's, like, the opposite. No, yeah. I think there was a little bit of discomfort in there for me at some point. Mm. But, like, I don't think that it was... I wouldn't, I don't look back at that and was like, I was just uncomfortable. I think right, awe right, right. is a very comfortable feeling. Hmm. But I do think there's, like, naturally, when you're, like, looking at something and being like, whoa. Like... I'm, sm- I'm I'm tiny. I don't ma- like. Yeah. I really don't matter. Yeah. Like this is just an incredible system, and I'm just a little cog in the wheel. Yes. I think there has to be a little bit of discomfort, no matter what it is. Orchestras yeah. too, music. Like I think it all is like, I think it all causes a little like ooh, like I'm, I have a little chills. You know. I just feel like when I experience awe, it's like relieves any anxiety I'm having. Well, yeah, but that's like the vagus nerve, and that's what's happening. It's like I think on like a physiological level, that is what's happening. You are feeling more relaxed. But I think it's also psychological. Like earlier in the episode, we were talking about like it gets rid of like any anxiety of the week or yeah. whatever. Like, well, you're like, like all of a sudden in the moment. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I really couldn't tell you a single time I've experienced all where like I'm not like fully. My attention is just not fully there. Because, like, what's let's go to the neuroscience of it because this is, like, exciting for me. Okay. Okay. I always find myself studying the neuroscience of all these topics. Yep. Interesting. Cox-I major. Um, so, like, basically, they did this study where they, like, scanned the brains of, like, 300 people who were watching Circuit of Soleil shows. Mm-hmm. And then this has been also, like, other researchers bolstered their findings. But basically, what happens when you're experiencing awe is your prefrontal cortex, the planning, the, the goal plan, like, everything that's, like, I need to do this and I'm going this way and all the like kind of executive functioning silences. It's quiet. It's so much. It's so decreased. And then your DMN, which is your default mode network, which is like the the like self-referential like kind of like who I am and like the me kind of the the inner thoughts, the mind wandering, all of that also decreases. 
it's kind of quiet in your brain. And the only other real thing is creativity and the parts of your, like, of your brain that are like responsible for creativity, they're enhanced. And so you're just in this moment where your brain is just kind of quieter. And you get to like be in the moment. Yeah. And you feel. I think that's the scariest part about maybe that's the discomfort of awe. Maybe it's not like the existential part. Maybe it's like, oh my God. Like, because like a lot of people don't meditate because it's uncomfortable, because it's scary, because it's like you're feeling, even though it might be really calming at the same time. I'm stuck on the whole discomfort versus comforting thing. Like when I think of people who are very, very spiritual. Yeah. And like meditating all the time. And like really thinking about how everything is interconnected and are like very in touch with nature, whatever it might be. I'm sure they experience discomfort at times. But I'm also like, if you're someone who's used to meditating four hours a day and you meditate for four hours versus someone who meditates for five minutes and starts crying and vomiting (laughs) because they're like freaking out. They're probably experiencing a similar sort of awe, but just in very different ways. Or the person that meditates for four hours feels less like the need to pull out their phone and take a photo of it. What do you mean? Like the person that, I, I ref, like the person that meditates for four hours a day still feels discomfort, still feels all the feelings that a person that meditates for five minutes does. But I think that they're more comfortable sitting with that. That's what I mean. And noting it, right? That's what I mean. I'm on the comfortable yeah. thing. Yeah, but I don't. But that's what I'm saying is like I don't think that they like. I don't think that their experience of awe may, is going to be any less comfortable or discom- uncomfortable for than than someone else. I just think the way that they handle that discomfort, the feeling of discomfort is not scary or as daunting. But isn't the this is getting too meta again? But isn't the way you handle comfort have to do with how comfortable it is? If we're being like my discomfort feels comfortable, what are we saying? I'm saying that what like so like when so at the meditation retreat that I did, yeah, there's this idea that like the best feeling is pain. Like you start aching, the discomfort because it's something to focus on and something to kind of. Uh, what, what what type of pain does it feel like? Instead of moving and readjusting your seat so you feel like you get rid of the discomfort, you're supposed to like sink, you, you go deeper into that. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's, that's a someone, like if you're practicing meditation, you're actually embracing the pain and the discomfort rather than trying to get away from the discomfort and pain. Yeah. And that's what I think I'm saying with the similar part of like taking a photo is instead of like, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with taking the photo idea, but I think it's just because mm-hmm. I, for a long time, was really obsessed with taking photos of things that caught, like created awe for me. Okay. And I've stopped doing it, and I feel like it's just more prolonged the awe in my life. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as I take a phone out and I take a photo of awe, I'm getting, a, I'm pushing myself away from the discomfort of awe, because I'm pushing myself away from the feeling of awe. I'm capturing a moment, rather than going into the moment and feeling the discomfort and just embracing the discomfort. But I'm sorry, this is also going back to the whole, like, being obsessed with analysis and the ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. If I'm someone who doesn't think about this and doesn't need to psychoanalyze everything, if I'm just like, oh, my God, this is beautiful, I take my phone out and take a picture and I don't think about why I did that, I feel like you're not taking away from the awe as much. Like, I don't think that you're feeling 
less awe. If you're experiencing less awe, that's one thing. Because now we keep talking about experience versus feelings with comfort or not. True. But I'm also like, if I'm just like a person seeing a sunset, take out my phone, and I'm like, wow, pretty, put my phone away and keep looking at the sunset, I don't think I'm feeling like I've taken away from awe. I think the fact that you and I are thinking about like, oh my God, what is taking out my phone and taking this picture mean for me? That's when it's like, oh my God. Now we're like uncomfortable or now we're like, fuck, I've ruined my experience of awe or whatever it is. I, what's, I think really, I don't think this is exactly what you're saying or re- even fully related, but it's just, I think the irony here for me at least is that awe is one of the most magical feelings in the world, period. Mm-hmm. Like e- as much as science as we put behind it it's, and as much reasoning for the evolutionary, like advantageous, like trait that it is. Yeah. It still is a magical. Yeah. Agree. And I had to go and look up and research and delve deep into awe. I mean, that's what I was trying to get at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. right? It's that, like, as, as much as I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to take a photo of the discomfort or whatever, there is, I think, still, no matter what, something kind of discomforting and weird, and it, just a strange experience of awe that made me feel like I need to understand it and analyze it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like this is the, the irony here is that the podcast and us talking about it for more than an hour or whatever is like juxtaposes the oh my god right because now tonight we're gonna be walking home from dinner and look at the moon and be like what am I feeling right now you know what I mean like this is taking away from it in yeah. my head yeah except at the same time I think part of the beauty of it is that I don't know if I, we actually will do that <sighs> I think we go back to the okay. Uh, here's this is my this is my wrap up for okay. me for me okay um and then I have another question but we, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm excited to talk about what is though, joy um, okay what's your wrap up the wrap up for me on this like section is that for someone like myself who is so analytical and in their head and goes does research on a feeling that like makes them feel a little uncomfortable even yeah. though it's awesome mm-hmm. I really do believe that when even though we're gonna be talking about this even though I did research when I look at that moon tonight. I'm going to just feel the same. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, it's like the very emotion of it transcends. All of the analyzing, mm-hmm. all of the the reasoning, all of the prefrontal cortex thoughts, all of the default mode network thoughts, everything. Yeah. And you're just there. And like, that's pretty awesome that we have something in this world that does that. Because I don't think anything else can do that. Yeah, I beauty can't you. do that. No, I also think beauty's like subjective. And beauty's subjective. Yeah. Okay, my other question for you. Okay. <laughs> What's the difference between synthetic awe, magic tricks, maybe even music? I, music, I struggle. I think music's a little bit more natural versus natural awe. Well, I don't even want to be like synthetic awe can exist. Don't you think magic is a little synthetic awe? Like I'm, as a magician, you're creating a moment that is full of awe. Yeah, but this is like, if, like we've talked about, like does magic fall under art? And like Angela was like art and music are two of the leading like causes of awe okay so then do you think you do you think you can experience 
awe in like virtual reality. Welcome back to Just Tech. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think VR is like a very just the technology of it is crazy. I don't know if that's all. Like whatever. I've done like VR goggles. I don't feel the same way that I do. I don't have goosebumps. Right? I'm not like looking at a sunset and being like, oh my god. I'm transcending something. The, the this however you phrased it at the beginning of like fitting into the system like the vast mystery yeah i don't feel like vr is a vast mystery i'm like whispering because i'm trying i don't even know i haven't collected my thoughts yeah i don't know but I, I, i've been like because i i've had a little bit more time thinking about it and I, I i get stuck here because i do think that like you go into a a crazy metaverse world and there is awe but it feels different than when you're walking through the desert or sorry, the desert during the for, the forest or the desert, either of them. Sure. Um, I, I don't know when I've ever walked through the de- <laughs> desert to be honest. When I take I mean, my weekly strolls through <laughs> the desert. In Arizona. Right. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a, an interesting question because as we do move to like a more like technological and like synthetic world, there's some emotions that I don't know if we can recreate. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about in any form of non-reality, VR, AR, whatever, that's synthetic. I don't know if you can... I don't know enough about the metaverse or what you're describing, honestly, to be like, all can exist there. I just kind of have an answer for my own question. <laughs> okay. That's, I think right there we're like at this at this point in the conversation we're now getting to the difference between wonder and awe. I think wonder is like how like whoa like how did you do the magic? How do we have technology that can recreate a picture of Lula in the metaverse that it looks like you're in the same room as me even though you're in a completely different country? Like that is whoa, wonder. Mhm. Awe is well, I'm also, and that's it. sorry, everything you described about, like, the participants in the study with Cirque du Soleil, like, they're, with, like, the the parts of their brain, like, all of that noise quieting down, none of that would quiet down if I'm in the fucking metaverse. No, and that doesn't quiet down in a magic show either. Well, it does quiet down. Ooh. I don't know. There's also, like, uh, but there's different, mm, yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Because, like, when I'm in a magic show and there are people being like, how do you do that magic trick? How do you do that magic trick? And then there's other people in the audience just being like, whoa. Well, then like, it's like, is it subjective? Are, well, I, yeah, I think they're experiencing maybe different emotions. Maybe right. one is experiencing wonder and one's experiencing awe. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. That's the subjective piece. Right? Yeah. Because I think, I mean, that's why I'm like, it depends on where the person's coming from. And that was back to my whole, like, kind of bad meditating example. But I'm like, if I understand some level of like how a song is written and I am experiencing awe at a specific songwriter, someone else might just hear and be like, oh, that melody's good. 
But maybe that means I'm not experiencing awe. Maybe that's the wonder or mm. whatever. If we're like awe is supposed to be like a universally experienced thing. No, I, I think you're, I think the first part is right. Right? Yeah. Cause I don't, I also don't have always, like, I don't have the, yeah, no, I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm also just thinking, like, I've been in museums with people who will experience awe at something that I am like, didn't even look at for more than three seconds. Yeah. You know, like the way that we were stopped in our tracks at the moon. Someone could be stopped in their tracks at like a painting. And I'll be like, bro, I could have done that when I was five. Or it could be like, oh, like, who's the artist? Or Mm -hmm. how did they do that technique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not having the emotional reaction where I'm like, (gasps) Right. I'm not getting goosebumps. Yeah. Okay. Okay, interesting. Wow. We Wow. But, but, looping it together, I do think it's more universal with nature. And maybe with the moral beauty thing that you said. I'm wondering if that's because of the physiological factors right. that occur in nature, right? right. Where like the, we all, like those chemicals affect the same parts of our brain that affect awe for everyone, right? So you experience it mm-hmm. rather than music. That's just more of like a, you have to find the, the awe in that rather than yeah. the awe comes to you maybe. Yes, sure. Um, Okay. Okay, well, that's crazy. That was awe. And <laughs> this is like the nerdiest we've ever been in any episode. I love it. Like this is the most Yale brain conversation we've ever recorded. No, I, I didn't know where we were going to get. I didn't know where we were going to go with this, oh God, but I love insane. it. Can yeah. you tell we're like drinking a full pot of coffee <laughs> throughout this entire episode? Um, one last thing that I just want to leave uh, the listener with, with in regarding to awe is like, I think a lot of times it's like, how can I go find awe? And I talked about a little bit earlier about like an awe walk. One of the most interesting studies after the goosebump part that I read, though, was that you can find a lot of awe by just telling a story about an experience of awe you've had in the past. Mm. Um, you can like you can retap into that feeling. And so instead of maybe like just like feeling like you need to go look at the moon tonight, even though I highly encourage you do that, you can also just reflect on like one time where you're like, whoa. And it just you do feel it. You do feel it. Mm. Um, I want to give one shout out to our listener and it's my dad, Andy. Woo! Shout out, Andy. Shout out, Andy. Um, he actually gave us an answer to the last, uh, episode's question that we were grappling with oh about God. how do we know what we want to want? Like, what should we want to want? And his answer was have a lot of relationships and figure out what you want. And the only way to figure yeah. it out is just like test and like trial and error. Um, and he also just wanted to say that it was one of his favorite episodes we did. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Um, he thought it was like very like intellectual and thoughtful, but also it was like some really good questions about relationships and like kind of love and romance that he appreciated. Aww. And he also was like, he wants the syllabus of what Lula is reading. Oh my god! So you finally get to share. Wait, I'm gonna your text politics it to love. him right now. Yay! Wait, that's so exciting. Yay! So Yay. shout out, Andy. I also feel like that's so affirming because you and I keep being like, I mean, that was our episode where the guest canceled. Yeah. And we were like, oh my god, now we have to like. Like, just raw dog. Raw dog it. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, so, Aw, yay. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for listening, you all. Lula and I have been recording for like two and a half hours, so we're going to have fun editing this one down. Um, but <sighs> thank you all for listening. Go find, think, experience awe, 
Love you. Bye. Bye.